This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's my first interview of 2023, and it is a fun one, okay? Now, you guys know, I am a student of reality television. If I were Dorit Kimsley, I would be a child of the world of reality television, okay? I told you guys late last year that I was loving a Hulu reality show, and it was called Back in the Groove. Three 40-something-year-old women were sent to the Dominican Republic. They had found all of these men half their age, for them to date and to, you know, potentially find the love of their life. It was a four-night event, two episodes each night. I was in it, okay? I was hooked. And now, more and more of you are finding this show. I've talked to so many of you about it in the DMs and emails and everything else. And I said, you know what? I got to try to get someone from that show on here. And who better than one of the movers and shakers of Atlanta herself, Sparkle Heish. Now look, Sparkle was already moving and shaking in Atlanta prior to this show. She had been already, uh, you know, handling some of our, the beauty needs of some of our favorite reality shows, Married to Medicine, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Don't worry, we get into that. To being named in all types of magazines, given all types of awards, everything. And now she's helping, you know, when she's not doing reality TV, she's helping you guys Become the consultants and the beauty technicians that you deserve to be. This is a great episode, you guys, and I can't wait for you to hear it. But first, drop down to the bottom of your screen or to the top if you're on Spotify and give me a five-star rating and review. You know, I love those. Those are my energy kit. That's the battery in my back. It cranked me up and I go, okay? This is your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Sparkle, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. I'm I'm happy I got the chance to, you know, finally connect with you because I I was having all of my listeners, all of my followers, I was telling them you've got to watch this show. Cause like we all of us, you know, we're reality TV people. We watch Love Island. We watch uh, Temptation. We watch all of the stuff. So I was like, okay, this show is right up our alley. So when I told them about it, we all started watching and talking. I was like, no, I got to get somebody on here so we can actually like have a little bit of a discussion about it. So I'm glad you were able to join us today. Absolutely. So, okay. So y'all been watching y'all already. That's good. I couldn't join. I, I wanted to join the conversation. I know. <laughs> I literally, I don't know how I have, because I watch Hulu, you know, that's one of my main streamers. So I turned it on. They had it like the big 
banner up the top. And I was like, wait a minute, this what Tay Diggs, what is he doing? And then they know I love me some Love Island there because that's where I watch all my Love Island episodes. So they recommended it to me. I caught it the day it came out when they did that first yeah. two episode drop. And I watched it then. It was my like my appointment viewing that entire week. They did eight episodes, two a night, and I was I was in it. I love it. Done after that. Yes. So I got a question. <laughs> okay. So before we get into me, what was one of your favorite Love Island season and characters? Because I was late to the party. Mm-hmm. I just joined after I had already filmed just to kind of mm-hmm. get out what I had just done. Yes. And then I was like, okay, I understand. And then so now well, I've only seen a few seasons mm-hmm. um, and maybe a few episodes and characters. So who was your favorite season and person in the Love Island? Ooh, okay, so... I love Love Island UK, and I actually think this past season, the one that just went off, I think that might be their best season, mm. and it was, it was great. I think it was season seven, but it okay. had, Ek- you'll probably know Ekansu and Davide, they were, it was a great season, so that one I recommend, and then USA has a version now, too, when they're in season four, and this season that was on Peacock is fantastic, too. Oh, okay. So I would say watch the, like, the most current seasons of UK and USA, and then if you like that, jump back into the old seasons because it's it's good all the way through so i watched the last usa before it turned to peacock yes so that one was pretty good so that that got me i'm like okay that one got me on board that was cisco and cachet and yes, um, yes. okay did that you was like a good season. i love i did mm-hmm. <laughs> they're even i think this season now that just wrapped they're even better than that season and i really like yeah. that season that you mm-hmm. okay peacock is a good home for them i like that okay <laughs> I'm going to check it out for sure. There you go. I love that. So uh, obviously we, you know, people got a kind of a big introduction to you from back in the groove on Hulu, but you were already like moving and shaking in Atlanta. You know, those was that know, we know. Tell right. everybody kind of, you know, about your life and everything you were doing prior to checking into the groove hotel. So prior to checking the Groove Hotel, I had just wrapped up um, the 18 year stint of my business. Um, I opened my salon 18 years ago in Atlanta. Uh, I moved to Atlanta really young, um, freshly separated from my ex-husband, divorced uh, shortly after that. But um, it was just like such a long run of being in the creative and beauty world. Um, I went from, you know, owning the salon that entire time over the extended of those 18 years, having a brick and mortar business to um, being a makeup artist and being a hairstylist and um, being a creative director for different visual and media photo shoots that were, um, you know, in the city with my clients and different people. Um, I was public speaking and um, doing a lot of philanthropy here in the city of Atlanta um, with their youth and just um, a lot of talking to different um, colleges um, and surrounding towns and counties and just doing a lot of women empowerment, pushing for that because, you know, beauty starts inside out and I would be sure to kind of get that message out to young girls and older. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, feel like I identify with younger because, I mean, I got a young energy. I have a young son. Yes. <laughs> uh, I raised, a, um, I helped raise my younger brother. So I just feel like just young energy is around me and mm-hmm. um, I'm an active person. And so I just feel like... Uh, yeah, it, w- it was time for me to kind of close that chapter of my business, um, you know, working and doing all those things that I mentioned and still working on TV productions and different 
uh, reality sets and other different sets of on the news and just different, mm-hmm. just different things. I was just so much. And so at 18 years, I said, it's time for me to kind of do some new things, kind of focus on what I want to do. I've been helping people, you know, live and make their dreams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's, that's where I kind of wrapped it up at the 18 years. And then the groove kind of starts right after that, like right literally as I made that turn in my life. Wow. I, that's gotta be scary at, I don't, doesn't even care like what age it is. I, that's gotta be scary. It's like something that has been such a fixture in your life. And it's been yes. kind of a, I'm imagining a safe space for you and yeah. deciding to close it after 18 years. It, that, but having that opportunity come, you know, that's kind of wild that Hulu was knocking at your door right after that too. Right. When it happened, listen, I'm telling you, and you're right. It was a safe space. Cause like no matter which way I went in that Avenue, I felt very safe. I had a clothing mm-hmm. boutique for years I uh you know I've sold I'm a I'm a you know I can sew so I made and designed a lot of clothes so hair clothes fashion that was always such a comfort zone for me and you're right just to kind of step completely away and for this to happen right as it was happening felt like it was divinely aligned and so Mm -hmm. I just knew then I was like okay that was the right decision nice and it happened as my son was transitioning and empty nesting going to school so just perfect there you go. I, I feel like that's when most people too kind of decide whether or not they're going to start an entirely different chapter in their life when they become empty nesters. So right. it looks like it worked out for you. It worked out. There you go. Uh, so obviously on my podcast, you know, we discuss reality TV and I'm always curious when someone winds up on reality TV, what their relationship was with it prior to doing the show. What do you kind of consider as your introduction or your gateway to reality TV? Like what shows were the first ones that you watched and you were like, you know what? Maybe I'll give that a try one day. Maybe I'll audition for something or maybe, or maybe I'll just be a fan and you know, it kind of happened, you know, by chance. Um, You know what? So my introduction to reality shows uh, was this show uh, had a casting agent that reached out to me to do another show. And oh, that yeah. show was, um, I don't know if I can say it, but um, so it had been like literally over the past 11 or 12 years, it's been mm-hmm. 11 different shows that wow. wanted to work with me. Right. And I just felt like at the time they weren't, none of those were a good fit for me at the time. You know, I told you, like, I, I just implemented. So maybe before that it was, could have been distance. It could have been you know, maybe expectations. Some of the shows kind of wanted me to be kind of catty because I work with a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them wanted me to maybe put me basically put me in a position where I know I'll be arguing. And so I was not about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to put my reputation or my business on the line. And, you know, I have a family, I have a son, I'm a daughter, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just wasn't interested in some of the opportunities, but um, some of the ones I worked close with, uh, Housewives and Merit Medicine, they were all good shows. So they were kind of like my introduction, you know, to it because I was around it. Um, and it was such a good run. It's such a good run for both of the shows. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, those were my introduction to like, OK, this is how it works. This is how it is. And so I'll, I'll say those two shows since they're local, they're near and dear to me. And I've worked on those shows. Mm-hmm. So I'll say those. Okay. I literally was going to ask you too, had you ever, because uh, I'm, I'm going to double back to Merit to Medicine in a second, but I was going to ask you, had you ever 
work with any of the Atlanta Housewives or was that one of the opportunities in the past where, because I imagine like when they're casting for a season, I'm sure they talk to, you know, so many people trying to see who's a good fit and who has like organic relationships with the cast and any of that. Have you ever like talked to people on that show or do you know any of the cast? Like, you know. I do know most of the cast and I've talked to people on that show, but um, when I was going to say the last show that I was going to do that didn't work out, it wasn't one of those shows. But I can tell you, I can tell you the first show that ever reached out over these, between these 11. And I can tell you the last show um, that reached out. When I say reached out, I mean that, you know, I kind of heard what they had to say and what the show was about and decided if it was a fit before mm-hmm. signing anything. Sure. So the first show was Tabitha's Salon Takeover. Oh, wow. That's so the truth. And they wanted me yes. to come on there. And um, I feel like at the end of the day, whatever I was going to do wasn't representative of me and how hard I worked for my brand and what I really had going on. And mm-hmm. I didn't need to be rescued, but they really wanted to make it. <laughs> And they reached out to me, you know, this was Mm -hmm. uh, 11 years ago. And then the last show that um, I was going to work with was Ready to Love. Oh, wow. Um, Yes. Um, But after some (laughs) consideration, I wasn't ready to love. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I feel like when this came, it was from the same casting person that found me for Ready to Mm -hmm. Love. Um, And so she said, this is going to be perfect for you. You, she, all the you know, all the specifics that you wanted. She said, this should be it. And it was, she was like, it was perfect. I feel to say, I feel like ready to love was, would have been like an introduction to your own thing. So I feel like that you picked the perfect opportunity. So it all worked out. Indeed. There you go. <laughs> That's so funny because we talk about a lot of Bravo shows on here too. So hearing that the Tabitha, uh, Tabitha Salon Takeover was one of the first ones. That's wild. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't um, need the rest And this was before she started doing other stuff. Like I said, I think she started taking over mm-hmm. other businesses. Yeah. But at the time, um, they want, I feel like they were encouraging me, you know, to be um, mm-hmm. in, 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 not in yourself. Desperate, in desperate need. And yes. <laughs> that wasn't the case. Right. <laughs> You don't make it 18 years and be in desperate need the whole time. Right, so, right. Yeah. And, and so there were some options thrown out, but I was like, no, this was a better fit. So, but it was good. There you go. Uh, you know, when you ask someone kind of who their favorite reality TV star of all time is, you know, you hear a lot of names, you hear like Nene Leakes and Tiffany Pollard, Jocelyn Hurt, you know, people have a lot of different names that throw out there. But if you're anyone that knows my podcast, they know that I love me some Mariah Huck. Mm. And I remember you had posted this collage of your 2022. And I just so happened to see, I think you guys had on the pajamas. And I was like, is that Mariah Huck? And you were like, yeah, that's her. So like, are you guys like good friends in real life? Or was that when you were working with the show or explain your relationship? Very, very close friends. We've been close friends for the past 17 years. Wow. Uh-huh. She was pregnant with she had just had Ethan when her and I started be, um, becoming close friends. We hit it off instantly. So we started off as friends and um I was even her hairstylist. Um and I've done some beauty services for her through the years, through mm-hmm. different TV things. And so yes, we've been friends for a long time. Look, I'm wow. kind of like Mama Lucy's uh honorary child. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I when I saw the picture, I was like, "Wait, is that Mariah?" And then I had to remember, like, 
you're Sparkle the stylist in Atlanta. So I'm sure you know a lot of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. Uh, let's, before we kind of, you know, jump into the show a little bit, I want to kind of ask about what this show kind of gave you in terms of experience outside of the show. So like you kind of mentioned on the show that you had never dated younger prior yeah. to doing this show. What was your type kind of prior to doing this? And now do you consider yourself, you know, more open to other types like younger, older, whatever the case is? Or do you still think that it kind of shows you that, you know, you like what you like? It really does show you like what you like. But to answer your question, prior to doing this show, honestly, I never had a type. Mm. I never had a type. Um, I'm actually the token person that doesn't have a type because we are, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a salon owner or well, as a salon, as an ex-salon owner. <laughs> I have a hard time to realize I retired because when, when when the magazine that Glenn Bishop did the write up about woman to watch in 2023 and it said um, retired salon owner sparkles and, and I seen it in print I was like who I'm like not retired not me no <laughs> yes but uh, so you didn't really have a type prior to doing the I show I didn't have a type prior to um, closing the salon um, I'm the person oh I was letting you know that. Um, I've always worked with a lot of women as a stylist when mm -hmm. I was a salon owner mm -hmm. or working with women to any, you know, any, any way working with women, they would always confide in me and tell me different things. And they all always had a type and they, or they thought they did. Mm. And so um, also another one of the hats I wore was a matchmaker. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. So You've done it all. <laughs> and so um, I will always tell women, like, open up your perspective, open up your mind, just think, don't worry about having a type. You know what I mean? If mm -hmm. these are the things you say you want, let's remove like anything, any type of physical attachment from that. And then let's mm -hmm. just give it a chance. Just go. And then a lot of women start doing it and realizing, okay, I really did like the conversation, the conversation, the ambition, all that made me excited, made me, mm -hmm. made me more intrigued, made me more interested. And then from that, they can develop like, um, you know, a physical connection, but, um, I'm, I'm a person type person. I never had a type. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have dated people go. that were tall, short, skinny, thick, chunky, any, uh, I've <laughs> dated older. I've dated, I've always dated somebody who was a little bit younger than me or a little bit older than me. Okay. But I haven't so age appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Age appropriate, yeah. but I didn't have a big gap until, um, a few years ago I dated somebody um a little bit younger you know more younger than me than I would have done anything I've done before and it was mm -hmm. a few years ago so that was my intro into dating somebody younger but it was just a little child right but I it would have made me realize that okay it's not much difference like we have the same type of conversations because mm -hmm. I like to talk about a variety of things yes. and that didn't lack in the conversation and sometimes you date somebody more mature it doesn't mean you're going to have you know, the maturity or mm -hmm. the experience or the knowledge or the anything. So exactly. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, you talked about kind of your main issue uh, with your romantic life prior to doing back in uh, back in the groove was finding work life balance. Yeah. Do you think now that uh, you've retired, it's really kind of that's not the issue anymore? Or do you find yourself still kind of, you know, trying to find your way? I definitely think that just this whole pivotal change was so necessary for me because I have time to figure out what it is that I want and what it is that I need. And I have time to invest that time in myself to 
go on dates, to get to know someone, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? To be able to be present before I think that, okay, you can really like somebody or try to like somebody, but it can't really get anywhere if you're not able to be present. I was spread thin so many different ways, having mm-hmm. a great business, running my business, but also being a, basically a full-time um, stylist on set. And those are typically like, you know, gigs that freelance people do, you know, and I wasn't yeah. freelance. I had a brick and mortar. I had a whole son a teenage mm-hmm. son to raise and then on top of that I was just had a lot going on so now I can be able to squeeze parts of sparkle in a personal life you know and into that so this is perfect. much better now perfect that's good to hear well since we're we're talking about it all let's kind of let's jump into the show a little bit uh I'm gonna try to do this as spoiler free as possible because I know you're still getting Tons of people reaching out to you, even, you know, a little over a month after it came out saying, I'm watching the show now, I'm loving it and all like this. So, you know, on the chance that someone's listening now that hasn't watched it, we're going to try not to spoil the endings and all this kind of stuff. We we can still have some good chat about the show anyway. (laughs) Uh, What was kind of the audition process like for this? I know you uh, someone reached out to you directly, but was there an audition process kind of associated with this? And, you know, did you did you know what you were getting yourself into when you signed up for the show? <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into when the casting agent reached out. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave me an idea that it was dating. Um, well, you know, I take that back. She did tell me after we had our first Zoom call. Yeah, mm-hmm. she let me know what it was about. I thought it was okay. <laughs> I said, well, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, I think especially since I have a young son myself, Mm-hmm. so uh well an older son I have an older son and he's a young man but so that was kind of, I was like okay this is definitely a twist um dating younger guys and so I did not know the twist I didn't mm-hmm. know how many I didn't know any of that you know I knew that we would be over in the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. I knew that we'd be dating younger I didn't know how many I didn't know how young mm-hmm. I didn't know how you know I, so I didn't know how long we'd be there so it was you know, it was a whole uh, unexpected experience. So I was still shocked even getting on set, even knowing a little bit, I was still shocked arriving on set. <laughs> wow. I, I, there must be, uh, I was going to say culture shock, but it must have been just kind of a, a shock in general. But it seems like general. you guys, yeah, it seemed like you guys did, you know, especially that opening kind of night where you just got to meet everyone. It seemed like you guys had a good time. We had a good time. I don't know if we could tell. We were overwhelmed, though. We were like, yeah. <laughs> literally, it was, Um, I think on the show, I said it's like a snowstorm or thunderstorm. I don't know what I said, but mm-hmm. it was um just guys coming at you everywhere because it's only a few of us ladies and it's a, it was a mm-hmm. lot of them. And wow. so they're just trying to not, they're just trying not to go home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so for them, it was like, they were like bees on attack. So. It was good, though. It was good. Um, we definitely had to narrow it down quick because, you know, there were some good choices and there were some not so good choices. So I think the the thing was trying to figure out who was who. And I have to imagine uh, that's one of the more difficult parts of this because you're hoping that you can come in and just literally look for love. But you've got to imagine like, OK, he's now said one or two things now to just don't sit right with me is he really here for the right reasons or does he want a tv moment so i've got to imagine that was in your back of your head the entire time oh yes because they were definitely some of them definitely wanted tv moments (laughs) and they got moments so it was obvious (laughs) who was here for what in the big in in the very beginning 
And there you go. I'm glad God gave you discernment. So there you go. <laughs> right. Listen, and I don't know if we're going to get to that yet, but I feel like the guys I chose were respectful and mm-hmm. loyal. And that's really, that's how I am in real life. I want someone respectful and loyal. And that's it. Like, I want somebody to be themselves. It don't matter what that looks like or what that is. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're respectful and loyal, we can make it work. Well, let me talk about one of my favorites then, because throughout this whole series, I'm sure people have told you a million times, though, but I just loved seeing whenever you and Lee were interacting on the show. I feel like it was just kind of like the highlight of the series. When he gave you that introduction and he told you that, you know, I hadn't dated much and I was missing a tooth for two years and (laughs) hadn't been in any relationships. Like what was going through your mind when you were sitting there? Were you like, okay, what did they sign me up for? (laughs) I was like, what is he talking about? (laughs) He was sweet, but first I didn't know because again, like you said, we got to figure out are these people here for the real reason? Are they here um, to have a TV moment? And so mm-hmm. when you open scene to Lee and then he's talking and saying things like that, you're like, wait a minute, is he trying to have a TV moment or what? When I first seen hey. Lee, I was talking to Lee Roy and someone else. Lee came mm-hmm. up, Lee came up to me, I think it was Lee Roy and Akio. Mm-hmm. Lee, uh, or Josh T it was, it was Leroy and Josh T or somebody like that and Lee comes up and interrupts and says hey you want to know what's um, you want to know what's ironic we said what he said his name is Leroy and my name is Lee <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay <laughs> he probably thought that was the and smoothest thing on, in the world on so after that I realized it took it didn't take me long to realize I said okay he is a clown he is just something special mm-hmm. and then I love me some Lee after that and it didn't take me long to figure out that Lee is like I don't know if you watch Seinfeld with no Kramer yes it's like the 2022 <laughs> sexy young version of Kramer okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it it kind of seems like you guys have like developed a nice friendship because I think you guys were on Instagram Live together, just kind of having a good time the other day. Yes. How would you kind of like classify your relationship at this point? I just love me some Lee. It's like after I realized, okay, oh, well, I think if I talk about it, will that be a spoiler? Uh, you can try to make it a spoiler free, but it's okay. We'll 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 say spoiler warning, spoiler warning, just in okay. case. Okay, so yeah. Um... <laughs> Lee and I are, I I feel like I knew after that show, Lee and I will always be connected. Yeah. Always, you know, like no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, It it just, it was just um, after learning his personality, he was so sweet and genuine. You couldn't Mm -hmm. help but just love him some Lee, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To whatever capacity that is. And after that, I just like, um, I don't know, you almost kind of want to, make sure that he's okay even in the future if you don't you know if, if things with you and lee don't work out your type of person be like i still want to make sure that he's with somebody that's treating him right yeah um, he's a good guy and so i really like lee for that reason that he is just a great guy a honest a good um honest and just loving guy i definitely got those vibes from him like every time y'all interacted i was like i was kind of no matter what, I was like, it might not work out on this show, but regardless, like I just, you, he just is someone you have to root for anyway. Like you just want right. him to find that. Person. And that's me. I'm the underdog. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to root for the underdog. I'm the person yes. that if somebody just doesn't seem maybe they're a little misunderstood. Now I'm teamed. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
Uh, one of the things that was kind of teased in, I think, the very first episode was that one of the young suitors was actually the son of one of the three women. And that's not a spoiler if y'all find it out in the first episode. So, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> you actually kind of developed, you know, a, a good relationship with this person throughout the course of the season. Was there ever a time when you thought that, you know what, this might be way too awkward if, you know, with your relationship with his mother, if you guys happen to continue this relationship after y'all leave the Groove Hotel? You know, as we're going through it, <laughs> I'm not thinking that. And initially, um, when she tells me, it feels weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened was I'd already interacted with him prior to her telling me. So I mm-hmm. didn't feel too weird. Right. Because I remember telling her, okay, this guy's mature. He keeps approaching me first. He is like really assertive and not concerned about the age difference. So, you know, let me give him a chance for some dates because you're there on the Groove Island trying to get your groove back mm-hmm. on the island. So you're not really concerned with, oh, all this other stuff. And I feel like I didn't feel weird. She didn't feel weird about it, which was my, that was my concern with her the entire um, season. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think we had a great time there. Um, and it didn't feel strange. I think thinking about future and when reality sets in, it's like, then you definitely feel weird and reality kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll say that reality kicks in real quick, real quick. There you go. We won't, we'll, we'll talk offline about that, but we won't give y'all any spoilers or y'all just watch the show and, you know, see how everything ends. Uh, do you still I keep in touch? On there, it, on there, you know, it feels ambitious, you know, when mm-hmm. you're there, it feels exciting because, you know, we get to keep hanging out here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, 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 when it's time to leave and you're thinking about reality and real world and everybody in their respective towns and homes, like, is this really, you know? Yeah. Um, it's that- reality, reality will definitely um, reveal itself quick. It's that Love Island syndrome where you're in paradise for God knows how long and then you got to assimilate into the real world and it's like, oh, this isn't nearly as easy as I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. Do you keep in touch with Steph and Brooke, the other two ladies that were vying for love? We talk all the time. um, We are keep uh we we may shoot each other a text or Mm -hmm. talk in the group chat but we're always in there saying something because this experience is still so new for us that we are always kind of tapping in with each other every now and then nice Mm -hmm. i hope that we get uh i'm hoping for future seasons of the show obviously but i hope that since y'all were the originals they incorporate y'all into future seasons somehow whether it's you know like the bachelor style where you come back and give advice to the lady something because i think the public really liked you three as okay. the contenders. I think okay. so. I hope so too. Um, that could be a possibility. We know how those production teams do that. So hopefully that would be the same formula this time. There you go. Uh, only a couple more questions for you. I asked my listeners if they in particular want to know anything and they had three kind of funny questions that they really want to ask. Okay. They want to know, is Tay Diggs as nice as he seems in person? Mm-hmm. They want to know, are the teeth as nice looking as they seem on TV? And if you wear as good cologne. <laughs> okay, okay. So the first question, Tay Diggs, is he as nice as he seems? Mm-hmm. Tay was very nice. Um, as a lot of, as you guys see, he wasn't there a lot. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when he was there, he was very nice. But the funny thing about Tay is, I don't know if you watch him and April's post on Instagram. Yes. They're so funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, April has a post of Tay where they're in Borbor and they keep trying to get him to say the lines and he keeps messing <laughs> up the lines. And so he was like, oh, welcome to Bori Bori. And she was like, it's Bori Bori. So like, okay, take two. And he says, oh, welcome to more. He just kept messing it up and it was hilarious. And she just ended up saying, cut, just don't worry about it. So it was very reminiscent. Oh, really? <laughs> very reminiscent of back in the group. Tay Diggs. Look, this is, this is, this is a exclusive. Tay Diggs forgets his lines in real life. <laughs> and it's so funny. And it's the cutest thing. And he's just so like the engine that could he's so like determined to get it right and it just comes out funny every time so i can see how uh i can see how he's more in these comedic uh sides like how he is on this show the new show he has coming out the mm-hmm. the movie the the best man oh, yeah 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 he, he's just funny on his on, on his instagram i think people wouldn't have known it before instagram because he just has these serious roles and now you can just mm-hmm. kind of see how okay he, he was perfect as um in the best man when he has some of those funny roles but anyway he is hilarious and he is good. nice and he forgets his line <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. good, and good another question he definitely oh. smells good okay perfect I couldn't remember exactly um, the scent, but I remember um, he would always come nicely dressed because, you know, we had a stylist on set and they would always Mm -hmm. have his books ready and he smelled good. Um, And his teeth, beautiful teeth, beautiful skin. Um, Yeah, beautiful teeth, beautiful skin. Very nice, very funny and forgets his lines. (laughs) Well, there y'all go. The illusion is still there for y'all. All All good things. There we go. Last question, and then I'll let you go because I'm so grateful you took the time to talk to me. Would you do another reality show in the future? I would do another reality show. Um, I would definitely do TV in general, and I would do a reality show for sure. Um, if it was like this, though, perfect, fit, okay, perfect mix of funny because I'm I'm a silly person. You know what I mean? I can't mm-hmm. be doing anything that's taken too seriously. Um, but I also love the aspect of business and entrepreneurship and, and empowerment and bring women together. And I love to be fabulous. I love to be, you know, um, I love it. I love a key. I just love all that. Um, so, so I would do one, but it just would be, have to be the right fit because I'm still a mom, you know, I'm still somebody's daughter. I'm still a granddaughter. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, we'd love to hear that. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds for you now that you've embarked on this new chapter. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you. It's social media, with anything okay. you want to plug, anything. All right. So right now I am um, Sparkle the Stylist on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, where else are people online these days? Um, I'm not that big on um, TikTok, but it's Sparkle the Stylist on TikTok as well. Okay. Um, and I am right now I'm tapping into showing other stylists or beauty professionals, anybody in the service industry, how to market their business online. So there's I have an ebook um in my bio that is right that right now is focused on showing entrepreneurs how to maintain um high end clientele and just kind of how to work in the industry or trans <clears throat> kind to um 
transition your business from whatever level it was to just, you know, take it up a notch and market it to, uh, you know, high-end clients and to maintain high-end clients. How I was able to transition from doing hair and beauty um, into now being able to retire and embark upon my dream. So, Perfect. Yeah. I'll, I'll be sure to link to that. And that's on That's S-P-A-R-K-L-E-H-Y-C-H-E, sparkhypes.com. Um, definitely look for more things, especially around February. I can't say now, but I have a lot of good things coming up in February. Thank you. Good. Okay. Perfect. I'll be <laughs> sure to, I'll link out to all of that and I'll put the socials and everything in there so they can find you and they can find the ebook immediately. Thank yes. you so <laughs> much. I enjoy Thank you for having me on here today and I will see you on the ground. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you.